please to uh, get in the word, get it ready there today. And I want you to go with me to Luke chapter 5. And I want to read verses 4 through 7. Luke chapter 5, verses 4 through 7. It says, when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. And Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and have uh, taken nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. When he had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fish and their net break. And they beckoned to their partners, which were uh, in their ship, that they would come and help them. And they came and filled both ships so that they began to sink. I want to talk to you this morning on this subject, unshakable, unshakable. Simon Peter was a fisherman. He was good at it. He knew how to do it. He was a successful fisherman. He had made a living from fishing. And in Luke chapter 5, it is clear that his years of experience had taught him what to do and how to do it. But it was not working. He knew the right time to fish was at night. He had all the right equipment. He had a nice boat. He had the right people in his boat to help him. But on this particular night, he did everything right, and yet it still went wrong. He followed the manual. He knew how on how to fish, but he caught nothing. With the lack of fish, Simon had to feel some type of frustration and disappointment. And as he went back to shore, he went there to wash his nets. And he must have felt confused as to why he had no results doing exactly what he knew would produce great fish. What was it that went wrong in what he was doing? He may have even did everything right, but yet at the right time and at the right season, and yet his nets were empty, he had failed. Possibly to make matters even worse, he saw other fishermen coming in with full nets with a great abundance of fish. If so, it must have made him to wonder why their nets were so full whenever his nets were empty? Why were they so successful whenever he had failed? I think all of us can relate to Simon in this situation. We know the word of God. We know how to apply the word to our lives. We've stood in faith. We've believed We've done everything that we've known to do, and yet it seems that nothing is working. Others get well, and we're still sick. We give, and yet struggle financially, while others around us seemingly are prospering. We see other families restored, and our family is falling apart. We do everything right, and yet we have no results. 
When this happens, we become frustrated, we become confused, we become discouraged, we, we even become disappointed, and, and then we ask questions, what went wrong? But we have no answers. In Luke chapter 5 and verse 4, Jesus gave Peter an answer. He said, as he answered him, he, and yet even though he answered him, his answer made no sense. Because when he told Peter, what he told Peter was this. He said, Peter, try again. In other words, the same thing that just failed, do it again. The same thing that you've been doing, do it again. Even though it looks like there's no results, there's nothing coming from it, do it again. Because you see, in the difficult times of our life, whenever we are struggling and whenever we are going through difficult things, what when it seems like that it, what we know is true and we know the Word of God and we know the promises of God and yet it looks like it's not working, what do you do? You do it again. You do, you hold on to the promise, you quote the scripture, you pray the prayer, you worship God, you believe him, and you do it again. He says to him, launch out into the deep and let your nets down for a great catch. And Peter replies, he said, and, uh, we have done this it, 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 and before, we have done it all night, and right now it's not night, it is, it's day, and night is the time to fish, and he said, I, I, I just got finished doing all of this. I got finished going through and working all night and I caught nothing. And, and yet Peter knew that he could not argue with Jesus. And he said, nevertheless, at your word. Hallelujah. You see, it doesn't take a whole lot. All it takes is one word from God to change the trajectory of your life. All it takes is one word from God to shift everything that is going on in your life. You just need one word. And Peter gets one word from God. And, and as Jesus speaks that word into his life, he said, I've done all of this, but nevertheless, I'm going to at your word to do it again. And I'm believing for different results. Hallelujah. I want to say to somebody today that's been faithful, that have been praying, that have been seeking God, that have been been loving on God and in his word and it seems like it's not working I'm here today to tell you to do it again hold on to the word worship him seek his face and he will bring about the results hallelujah come on right there where you are and give him some praise today because he's a miracle working God <laughs> you see it was the wrong timing and even though it was the wrong timing, he had the right word. And as long as you have a word, everything is going to be all right. As a believer, we have God's infallible word. It contains the success formula for everyday living. Not just when we're needing a miracle, not just when we feel like that something has got to change, but every day of our life, there is a formula for us to live in victory. And it is a how-to manual. 
It is the guide to blessing. It is the guide. It is the owner's manual to freedom and peace and joy and provision and healing. It's the, it's the answer book to every need and every situation that you have in your life. And the Bible tells us what to do if we're sick. In James 5 and 14 it says, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray and anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, many of us have followed these instructions and we are still sick. In fact, some of us have had hands laid on us until we have handprints upon our forehead and we still have not seen the results that we want. We've had oil poured on us until we're drenched. We've rebuked devils. We have decreed and declared. We've stood in faith and yet it's still, we're still struggling with sickness. We have followed the formula. We have, and yet we are left wondering what is going on. Why doesn't our life reflect what we believe? But you see, we know what Mark 4 and 23 says he said verily I say unto you whatsoever you will, you will say to this mountain be removed and you will uh, cast it into the sea and you shall not doubt in your heart you will believe in whatever things that you say will, will come to pass and you shall have whatever you say we have faith in God but at times it seems that our mountain is running over us instead of the mountain moving why we want what went wrong what is it that is not working I didn't all we uh, didn't have all of the things that we was hoping for we didn't get what we believed for we didn't get the end result but God is still a faithful God amen Malachi chapter 3 and 10, it says, Bring all your tithe into the storehouse of God that you may have meat in my house and prove me herewith. And see if, uh, saith the Lord, that if I do not open the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings, that there's not room enough to receive it. We believe this promise. We act upon this promise. We tithe and we give to the kingdom of God. We believe that if we are obedient, to do what he says to do, that we will be blessed. We expect the windows of heaven to be opened over our life. But we can say what Peter said, we have toiled all night. We have done all that we know to do. We have, we have believed on your word. We have spoke your word. We have been faithful in our prayer, in our reading, in our giving, in our worship. And yet our bank account is empty. We just aren't experiencing the prosperity the word says that we should have. And it makes no matters worse. We look around and it looks like that the wicked and the shady people are prospering while we cannot even pay our rent. The, we question why does my life not line up with what I believe? 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14 and it and this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, he know, we know that we have the petitions that we have desired from him. What a powerful promise. 
when we pray according to God's will, he hears us and grants our petition. So why is it that we have prayed all night and nothing has manifested yet? Why is it that we are following the manual, we're following the book, we're following the Bible? We are doing exactly what it says to do. And yet it seems that we're catching nothing. We question God and say, you said if we did this that you would do that. And we have done this, but it doesn't look like you've done that. I don't have all the answers. But this is one thing I know. That God is looking for a generation. He is looking for a people that will not follow him merely for the loaves and the fishes. That will only look to him and desire to follow him because of what they can get out of God. But that they will follow him because of who he is. Amen. And that they will rise above. Our, that he's looking for a generation. He's looking for a people that will rise above our questions, our disappointments, our confusion, our failures. And he's looking for a people that will rise up and say, I don't understand. But nevertheless, I will continue to worship you. I will continue to pray my prayer. I'll continue to be faithful in my giving. I'll be continue to be faithful in the things even when it doesn't happen the way that I think it's going to happen and trusting you that it will happen I know you're still God all by yourself and I know that you are faithful and even though I may not understand the outcome at this moment I know that you have my best future at heart and in mind and some way and somehow you're going to work all of this for my good and for your glory hallelujah amen and so I won't stop believing I won't I will continue to heed your word he's looking for a remnant he's looking for a people that'll declare the word of the Lord no matter what is going on in our lives because you see his word is infallible it is irrevocable. It is, uh, it is something that you cannot change his word is true it's unshakable. And he's looking for a people who will have unshakable faith. Amen. Looking for somebody in the earth that will have unshakable faith. That even though everything around them is shaking, they will not allow their faith to be shaken. You see, he's had such a people in the earth. It's people like Daniel chapter 3 when three men were thrown thrown into a fiery furnace for not, not giving in to the idols of the day. Amen. You know the story there in Daniel 3. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It seemed like they had the heart of the king, but he, was, he got confused and manipulated, and he signs a decree that nobody can worship any other God and yet Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego refused to bow down and when they had brought before Nebuchadnezzar for questioning they said this they said our God is able to deliver us but if he doesn't let it be known to you we will not bow to your idols we will not worship any other God amen no matter what their faith was unshakable 
They refused to be fortified. Amen. And they held on to their conviction. And they said, Jehovah God, Yahweh is God. And we will not serve any other God. Whether it comes to it that he delivers us or he does not deliver us. Let it be known he's the only God that we'll ever serve. Hallelujah. You've got to have an unshakable faith even in the face of circumstances that looks at you and says you're going to die. You're not going to make it. You're not going to overcome. But don't allow your faith to be shaken because it is the word of God. And he said heaven and earth will pass away but my word will never pass away. I'm telling you today the word of God is sure. It's unshakable and it will hold you down. It'll, it'll preserve you. It'll sustain you. It will empower you even in the times of your storm. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to praise him for his unshakable word. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego believed that whether or not God delivered them, he would still be their deliverer. Amen. We need to have that kind of unshakable faith. We need to be able to say whether or not he heals us, he's still our healer. We need, we may, maybe we don't understand why the financial situation hasn't come through yet, but he is still our provider. He still will take care of us. David said, I was once young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed out begging for bread. I'm telling you today that we're not beggars, we're not paupers, but we're children of the Most High God. And even though all the economy may dry up, even though that we may see the stock market crash and fail, God is going to take care of you. He's going to take care of me because we are his children and he's going to provide so if he can take a, a raven and cause it to bring meat to his prophet in the old testament what better can he do under a new covenant for you and for me that will believe the word of the lord and hold on to the promise he's going to take care of you hallelujah glory to god we need to be convinced no matter what happens that he's going to take care of us Nothing should ever be able to talk us out of believing that God still saves, He still heals, and He still delivers. He's a way maker. Amen. He's the same God in both the good times and the bad times. He's the same God on the mountaintop as He is the God in the valley. And it's time for you and for me to be unshakable in our faith. I've noticed over the past few years that many preachers who once preached God's power and believed in deliverance and believed in the healing and believed the power of God was able to do anything has backed off of that and they've changed their message. Amen. But something happened somewhere in their lives and, and they begin to allow their situation to become their reality. But I want to tell you today that they toiled all night and they came 
came up empty and they didn't see where what they were preaching was being manifest and so they stopped preaching it but they no longer preached the uncomparable mizing word of a living God but I refuse to allow my experience to become my reality my experience does not change God's promise or his word over my life and so even though in days past I may have had an experience it does not change who God is and what he will do his word is true his word is true and so in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 26 he tells us whose voice then shook the earth but now has he promised saying yet once more I shake not only the earth but also the heaven and now this yet once more indicates the removal of things those things that are being shaken as of things that are made that the things which cannot be shaken may remain therefore since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptable and reverence and godly fear for our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. He said once more I will shake the heavens and I will shake the earth that whatever in the King James it says whatever can be shaken shall be shaken so that which cannot be shaken shall remain. And some have asked the question about this virus that is going around and perhaps has covered the globe as how can, how can it be, I be so sure that God did not send this virus? Well, I can tell you that flat-footed and so sure that God did not send this virus because I know the nature of God. I know the character of God. And the nature and the character of God is what you can depend upon. And the nature and the character of God is not to make people sick. It is to make people whole. Amen. And Jesus never made one person sick. Jesus healed every person that ever came to him. He healed them all. The Bible says over and over, he healed them all. He healed them all. Everyone that ever came to Jesus, he healed them because that's the nature and the character of God. And Jesus was doing the work of God in the earth. That's, that's the God of the Bible. That's the God that we serve. Amen. And having said that, I want to tell you this. God did not send it, but he will use it. God did not send it, but he will use it. Our nation has been shaken to the core. After all the kingdoms have been shaken, we, he said whatever can be shaken shall be shaken, so whatever cannot be shaken shall remain. And we have seen all of these kingdoms shaken today. We've seen the medical kingdom shaken. They don't know what to do. We've seen the science kingdom shaken. They can't come up with an answer. We've seen the financial kingdom shaken. We've seen the political system shaken. We have seen the sports kingdom come to the ground. We have seen the entertainment system and kingdom shut down. All of these kingdoms that we have in our life and we thought that we could not live without have been shaken 
and crumbled to the ground in one swift motion. These things that we have made gods out of, these things that we've allowed, and, and most of it is not even sinful in its own nature and in its rightful place, but yet we have elevated it above God and we have put it, prioritized it in our life before God. And so therefore we have made idols out of it. We have made gods out of it. But yet in one, one moment, in one time, and, and, one, and, and all over the world we have seen it fall to the ground. It has all been shaken because Hebrews said whatever can be shaken shall be shaken. And the reason why that it can be shaken is because you, it, we, have, we have put our trust in all of these things. We've put our, we have been taught to put our trust in the medical. We've been taught to put our trust in science. We've been taught to put our trust in the banking and the financial system. And there's nothing wrong with that. Even, in fact, I want to take a moment because we have several here in our church and you that are watching that are going into hospitals every day and helping those that are sick and you're on the front lines and we want to celebrate you today. We thank God for all of that. I'm not preaching again that amen but I want to tell you that it is in its rightful place it is a blessing but I'm telling you today that you can't put your trust in all of these other things they have fallen apart they have fell in but I'm telling you that there is one kingdom that is unshakable and that is unmovable and it is the kingdom of God amen the kingdom of God is unshakable because the king of this kingdom is unshakable he cannot be dethroned he cannot be removed there is no fear in him he has all things in control in fact he says that he has the world in the palm of his hand all of this universe is in his hand that's how great he is that's how large he is he's not worried he's not fretful he's not about to fall apart he's not having a Maalox moment amen he knows exactly what is going on and he is in authority hallelujah and whenever everything else is shaken and every whatever is left in your life when the shaking ends it is what you need to hold on to whatever is left after the shaking is what's important during the time that there has been this shaking there has been a removing from our lives and there are things that have been removed from our lives that we should never seek to revive or to reattach ourselves to. It is a moment then when, when we can do a deep heart search of our own selves and say, Did, was my priorities right? Was I doing the right thing? Was I putting God first? Yes, we may have called upon Him and asked Him to be Savior and Lord of our lives. But how have we been doing since then? Have we done a checkup lately where that we make sure that what we have prioritized as top priority in our life is really important? Or have we allowed things to creep into our life and made them king or made them Lord in our life has it been shaken has it been shaken whatever is in your life just this week just think about what is in your life that we prioritize that has been shaken if it could be shaken by a virus then it isn't big enough to sustain you 
Amen. I said, if it has been shaken by a virus, it is not big enough to sustain you. But the kingdom of God has not been shaken and it is not something that is going to be moved. Let us go back to our text here this morning. Simon did what he had always done. But for whatever reason, it stopped working. Have you ever done things in your life that worked in a season and you went back to it and it didn't work again? Didn't work like it used to? Could it be possible that we went as far as we could go in our own boat? Simon had gone as far as he could go in his boat and he caught nothing. Could it be that we need Jesus to step in to his boat? Because the Bible says that of, when you read this story that Jesus goes and asks Peter to borrow his boat so he could speak to the multitude, so he could speak to the crowd. And he knew, Jesus knew that if he got on the boat, that the water would amplify his voice and they would be able to hear him more clearly and further away. And so he borrowed Peter's boat so that the crowd would be able to hear him. But as soon as Jesus stepped on his boat, everything changed. Simon then had the word, not, Simon did not just have a word. But Simon had the word in his vessel. He had the word in his boat. We can, can hear Jesus teaching from the boat. And while they're all on the shore. But there's a big difference when we allow Jesus to step into our vessel. On the shore we can hear it. But that's all. It's not in us. But when the word gets in us. That's when we know that the word of God is true. When the word gets in us, not just what we've heard, not just what we have, we have read, but when the word gets inside of us and we take that word and apply it to our life and that word comes alive in us, amen, everything in our life begins to change. The word of God is true and everything else is a lie. No matter what is going on around about us, no matter what is taking place around this nation or even around the world, when the word of God is inside of your spirit, and it comes alive in you you will be an unshakable Christian you'll be an unshakable person don't allow fear to control you don't allow it to intimidate you but you get in the word of God and let the word of God get in you let it get into your boat let it get into your vessel let it get into your life and when it does you'll be a strong you'll be mighty you'll be unshakable like Daniel when they threw him in the den of lions and the chaos was all around him but he never feared he never worried he never had a time of, of, of anxiety and fretting because the Bible said he laid down and went to sleep glory to God I want to tell you today that in the midst of all the chaos in the midst of all the frantic and all of the worry and all of the craziness that is going on in our nation today you can have an unshakable faith in Jesus Christ when you 
get the word on the inside of you and say I've like David I've hid your word in my heart that I will not sin against you it's the word of God that causes you to be unshakable and I believe in this day and hour there is a cry from the heart of the father that is saying don't just let my word get in your ears but let it get in your heart don't just hear the word but be doers of the word let it be applied to your life you see when the word is in your vessel we know that in our hearts that Jesus is healer no matter what people die people say or who may die or who may live or what is going on around us we're still convinced that he's a healer why because the word is in our vessel nothing can change our minds nothing can change us from believing the word of God nothing can change us from believing that the presence of God and the power of God and the prevailing spirit that, that, that is in the earth still today, even though all the turmoil and trouble is going on, that the prevailing spirit that is in my life is that of the life of God. And because of that, I'm going to trust him. Because of that, I'm going to believe him. No matter what is going on. The writer said, what shall separate me from the love of God? Shall tribulation, shall distress, pearl, famine, nakedness, nor strife. He said, nay, we are led as lambs to the slaughter all day long. But I am persuaded. No, that wants to wipe you. Listen, if God wanted to kill you, he'd already had you. But the reality of it is he's not a God of death. He's a God of life. That's what separates Christianity from all of the other religions of the world. All the other religions have to do with death. But Christianity has to do with living glory to God. And I want to tell you today that he has come that you can have an unshakable faith no matter what is going on in your life. And if you don't have that today, you can have it. All you have to do is call upon the name of Jesus. All you have to do is get the word of God in your heart. And if you need to help with that, we're here to help you. Just surrender your life to Jesus and say, Jesus, here I am. And I want to serve you. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and into my life. Be Savior. Be Lord of my life. I surrender to you today. And that's the beginning of your process in your life. But that it isn't the end end of a thing it's just the beginning it gets better from there hallelujah and so today I just want you no matter where you are maybe you may be in fear you may be in anxiety you may be in worry but today hold on to the word of God hold on to the promise of God because his word is sure let faith arise in your heart today come on let's sing it together let faith arise in your heart today Stand wherever you are. Lift your hands toward heaven today. Give him praise. Give him praise. He's not dead. He's a living God. Come on. But help my unbelief. I choose to trust you. No matter what I feel, let faith arise. 
let paper rise for my champion's not dead he is alive oh and he already knows my every need surely he will come and rescue
He's the God of miracles. Amen. And he's doing a work in the earth today, and we thank God for what he is already doing. We know that this virus, they have told us that uh, it had the potential and the ability to, to kill.